0: It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to Friday Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this, the 25th day of November 2022, coming to you from Bedford County in Central Virginia area. A couple stories today, of course, the main story, which actually made... Uh, mainstream media for a change, but Coast Guard finds a missing passenger. We're gonna talk about all that we know at this point and some questions that I have about this story. Also today, the MSC uh, arrives in Saudi Arabia. Canadian port inks a deal with a major operator And the maiden call for the MSC Seascape, and a whole lot more here at 11 o'clock this morning. If you're listening via via the podcast, welcome aboard. I will point out to you folks listening on the podcast that today is National Parfait Day. I I can do a parfait every now and then. I used to make them all the time. Uh, so those of you that don't know, so let's say you're making a cream de mint parfait. You get a parfait glass, which is a little kind of skinny ice cream glass, and you pour a little of the cream de mint in the bottom of the glass, and then you put some ice cream and you just kinda squish it down on top of the cream de mint and it squirts up the sides of the ice cream and makes the green and white swirls. It's kinda neat. Course, you're always welcome here if you listen by the podcast. Uh, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. All the big guys just search for travel and cruise industry news, and voila up pops the fat travel guy. All right, before I get to some, uh, some pictures and clips from other folks that traveled yesterday. I do have a couple of announcements to make this morning. First of all, and most importantly, Monday, Monday show this coming week, you know, the day after, this is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the the next show that I'm scheduled to do. Is going to go live at 10 a.m. rather than 11 a.m. It will be up for replay at 11 if you in case you come in at normal time. The reason for that is the I realized that the pulmonary uh, folks had never called back with my a follow-up appointment to get the results from the echocardiogram that I had done the week before last. So I called him and I said, uh, "You know, when am I supposed to come in to get the results from this? I also wanna to talk to him about this $400 a, a month inhaler that I'm paying for out of pocket. And they said, oh, yeah, we have you scheduled to come in to see him in April. I said, what? Oh, yeah, we have you scheduled in April. I said, no. I just, I had the echocardiogram. I need to talk to the doctor. You're going to see me uh, now. So they said, well, the only thing we have is at uh, 1145 on Monday. I said, do you have anything in the afternoon? No. If you can't make it at eleven forty-five Monday, we can't see you till April. I'm not going to tell you what I told the lady, but I said I'll be there. It wasn't uh, very nice, very Christian. I don't like these people anyway. So I'll I'll do the show Monday at ten. Uh, for those of you that are available an hour earlier, fine. Hop in. You can have the normal chat room. If you watch the show at 11 on Monday, you're going to be, you know, without a chat room. All right. Now this uh, now that's announcement, of course, was for everybody that's watching this show. And there are several sources where, uh, you know, I have a multi-venue multi, a multi uh, venue, uh, show here. My largest audience is my podcast audience, uh, which is why I tell you guys every day something, usually about how you can access the show, you know, all those things. My second largest uh, segment is via Twitter. Those are folks that are watching this show on Twitter. Now I'm going to specifically say something to the Twitter followers. So if you're watching this via YouTube or Facebook or you're listening via the podcast, now you can tune out for a second if you'd like, because this message is specifically for the guys at Twitter are watching on Twitter, if you fit into that uh, category, uh, guys. I have been debated on what to do about the Twitter situation. I personally am not uh, in agreement with some of Elon Musk's movements that he's made. However, I feel that you, your segment of my audience is large enough that i want to make sure that you're covered on this deal because i don't know what's going to happen with twitter and let's say the absolute worst that he runs it in the ground and it shuts down so uh, just in case beforehand uh if you're listening via twitter I'll put a link in the description of the show so you can hop over to YouTube, subscribe to my channel. It doesn't cost you anything just so you're covered. If something happens with Twitter and you want to keep up with what's going on in the travel and cruise world, that'll give you the opportunity just to switch over to a different venue. The reason that I'm not flashing that up on the show itself is I know Twitter would be upset that I'm uh, giving a link out on the Twitter broadcast to send somebody to a different venue. So, But you can look at the description of the show on Twitter. And the link will be in the description. So just follow it to YouTube. Or you can just go to YouTube and search for Chili's, C-H-I-L-L-I-E, apostrophe S, the longest way possible, Chili's Cruises, plural. You can get me that way. And then just hit the subscribe button. So that way you're covered in case something happens with Twitter. All right, I've got have several things to go over before we get to the news today. From folks that were traveling, and I, I was debating who to start off with, so I think I'm going to start off with Katie and Angela. They had another formal night for Thanksgiving, and there again is Angela in another fabulous outfit. Uh, I did get an answer back from Katie. She says Angela travels with a lot of suitcases. <laughs> I, said, I can believe that, and they had just a Good old turkey dinner uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving. Actually, the turkey looks pretty good. looks better than the turkey I had yesterday. That's a whole different story. Maybe on a day when it's not so busy. Uh, and that's Angela, of course. I, I believe that might be one of the casino, uh, not the casino, one of the uh, dining room bosses. Katie, of course, is, I believe that's the two waiters. Then uh, with Katie, and then though with Angela as well, they they do they do cruises upright guys. All right, our buddy Patty Grant. I, I have a feeling this was uh, she went to the buffet on Celebrity Apex. Uh, keep in mind that Patty is one of those people that eats like out of a thimble. Uh, She had the surgery, and she just doesn't eat much anymore. So that's not a big, massive Thanksgiving plate, but she said this was more than enough for her. That was on the Celebrity Apex. Let's see what else I got in here. Mr. Bucket List was on Margaritaville at Sea Paradise. Uh, He hasn't posted anything yet about the food. Uh, The Thanksgiving special uh, dinners, but he was on it for Thanksgiving, which is actually the first Thanksgiving he sailed. So we'll look forward to what Justin has to say about that. Now that brings us up to hot air Tom and Cindy. They flew from Richmond into Denver. This is a shot at the airport in Denver. And then if I've got these in the right order. This was takeoff from Denver on their way to Hawaii. We're going to take off right at the mountain. (laughs) That's the plane turning, not me moving the camera. Uh, hot air Tom in the air again out of Denver and I have to admit folks the first time I watched that I'm thinking get that damn plane off the ground let's go so thank you hot air Tom for that and then uh, this is kind of lengthy for what's that there. there's the coastline You can make it down there through the area. Oahu would be the eastern coastline. Got a good dense cloud, so it was pretty clear most of it across the Pacific that you could see the water until uh, about 15 minutes ago. I'm going to cut part of that off uh, because it does go on and on and on and on. And And talking about flying over the water, you know, this is actually closer to landing. But the first part of this is just how you spend your time flying over the Pacific. Tom does talk in here. Sure, we'd see something. Just a lot of little white women. Wave caplets. Wave caplets. That's uh, a new one to me. like coming up maybe unless it's the cargo can't wait So hot air, Tom and Cindy are in Hawaii now. I got to jump back over here because I didn't share with you uh, what it's like to be in first class. You guys know I'm tight as a tick when it comes to spending money. I've never sat in first class before, but this is hot uh, air, Tom and Cindy. And look at this. Uh, that's this, of course, to Cindy. Look at this room that Cindy has. I mean, she's laid back a little in the chair. Look at all that room, but in her for her feet and legs. And Cindy's not any little tiny thing. I mean, Cindy's a you know, she's not obviously not as tall as Hot Air Tom, but still, uh, that's a lot of room. So I was impressed with that. And he, they did say, he did, or Hot Air Tom did say that the third meal, he finally had some meat. And that was a pretty nice looking burger. So it was pretty tasty as well. So that's Hot Air Tom and Cindy on their way to Hawaii. I'm sure we're going to have something from them every day as uh, these travels uh, develop. All right. That's going to wrap up this portion of the show. I'll be back. With today's news, after a word from one of our network sponsors. All right, guys, we start off today with a kind of a strange story. A male guest on the Carnival Valor, whose name has not been released to safeguard the family's privacy, was reported missing at approximately noon on Thanksgiving day. Pay close attention to the timeline as I lay it out. Okay. The last time the individual was seen was at a bar on board with his sister. According to her, he left the bar to find a restroom at approximately 11 PM on Wednesday. All right. 11 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, he did not return to his room overnight. He was described as a white male wearing blue jeans, a blue shirt, and gray tennis shoes. No information was available about whether or not the brother and sister were sharing a stateroom or if there were any indications of trouble, foul play, or inebriation that could contribute to a possible overboard. So at noon the next day, he's reported missing. That in itself is not that unusual. Carnival Valor retraced its route and the United States Coast Guard commenced a search. Receiving a call from the cruise ship around 2.30 p.m. yesterday, the Coast Guard launched a multi-crew search effort by Air and Sea. Coast Guard Lieutenant Philip VanderWelt said in a statement, after the man was spotted by a crew on another vessel, an MH-60 Hawk helicopter air crew hoisted the man onto the helicopter. So said uh, Officer Vanderwelt. The passenger was found alive in the water and was responsive. His condition is not known as of this morning, at least. He was transferred to awaiting emergency medical personnel at New Orleans Lakefront Airport. The U.S. Coast Guard is expected to release more information on Friday. The round-trip cruise left New Orleans Wednesday. It will sail to Cozumel and Progreso. was supposed to get in Cozumel at like, I don't know, 6 a.m. this morning or maybe it was 8 a.m. this morning. They're not expected to get there until 1 p.m. this afternoon now. And it returns back to New Orleans on Monday. Now, The problem that I have with this is that on the mainstream media today, they were interviewing somebody from the Coast Guard. I did not get the name of the person they were interviewing. But he was talking about what a miraculous thing this was, and it was a Thanksgiving miracle, all those nice platitudes. And it's just amazing that this guy was stood 12 hours in the water. Now, here's where I got some problems about this story. The man was not seen after 1130. Now, yes, he could have been wandering around the ship lost or drunk, For a number of hours, but you would think one of the cameras would have caught him somewhere. They have security cameras all over these cruise ships, especially over like the Valor. I mean, that's a a fairly modern ship. Uh, There's at least been no talk about any video uh, footage of him. It was reported at noon the next day. Then it was 2.30 before the ship contacted the Coast Guard. So the, that two hours or two and a half hours, I could readily see that they're searching the ship, trying to find the guy. I mean, they're checking behind all the plants to make sure he hasn't crawled back behind something and passed out checking all the lounge chairs to see who's laid out drunk. I mean, you know what carnival cruise ships can be like if you got a party crowd. So I could well see that that that's some time that the search was going on. But the way I, and then, okay, so the coast guard gets pulled into it. It's got to take some time for them to get to the area to do the search. In the meantime, you know, uh, the, uh, Valor turned around and retraced its its footprint. There again, that did take some time. And then somebody spots the guy, they send the helicopter, and they get him out of the water. How long did all that take? I mean, let's say 2.30, if somebody spotted it right away at 2.30, and they sent a helicopter from wherever the helicopter was. that has got at least be at, you know, 20, 30 minutes, doesn't it? So that puts it at the absolute earliest three o'clock. So if the guy went overboard when he went stumbling around trying to find a bathroom at 11.30 p.m., if all this stuff is true now, I mean, the way I count it, that's 14, 15 hours, bare minimum. What the hell is this guy talking about 12 hours that got spent in the water? That just doesn't add up to me. But one of the problems, folks, I mean, I'm an old school reporter. I've, I've been in all three branches of the media radio, television, and newspaper. Old school. When I was doing a story, when I was out on a story, you always did the five W's. Who, what, where, when, and why on every story. If you couldn't answer the five W's, you didn't write the story. Nobody asked the the guy that the original statement was, well, what time was the guy rescued? What time did he come out of the water? Now, I'm not, I'm not disputing the veracity of the story. I'm just saying, number one, the Coast Guard guy should not be making statements like that to the mass media unless he can back it up. And to me, there's no way they can back up that the guy was in the, in the water for 12 hours unless he was conscious enough and speaking enough to say, oh, yeah, I tried to kill myself at three. It's now three. So I was in the water 12 hours. This, is, this factually does not add up in my pea brain. That's all. It's a good story. It's terrific that, that, that the guy was rescued. I don't. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'm not downgrading it at all. I'm just saying, come on, get the facts right. The same thing I tell, you know, Tony and Don. They do stories all the time that they don't have the facts right on. And then they've got to correct it. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm off my rant now. MSC Splendida arrived in Saudi Arabian port of Jeddah on her inaugural visit to the kingdom marking the start of the third season of sailings in the red sea the call from msc cruises cruise ship as is part of the saudi arabian initiative to bring more cruise ships to the country which has been closed to tourism for many years msc cruises is steadily building up its presence in the middle east and is currently the biggest cruise operator in the region Other cruise lines that will visit Jeddah this year include Viking Silver Seas and Fred Olson. Congratulations to MSC and to the Splendida starting a season in the Red Sea. The vast amount of cruise passengers that sail to Alaska each year is potentially attractive for port operators in the region, especially as more well-known ports suffer from congestion in May to October when Alaska cruise season is at its busiest. Although Prince Rupert only registered 41,000 cruise passengers this last year The port hopes to increase that number significantly over the next 10 years. To achieve that goal, the city government signed a 10-year deal with the largest cruise port operator worldwide. That, of course, is Global Ports Holdings. For now, Global Ports Holdings will focus on the marketing side, attracting more cruise ships to the port company believes traffic to Prince Rupert will double next year to around 80,000 passengers. Both Carnival and Princess Cruises have already booked cause to that city. Although the deal with Global Ports Holding will bring a significant increase in cruise tourism to the port of Prince Rupert, the city does not aim to grow as big and busy as some of the ports in Alaska, which often see more than a million visitors each year. The main aim for the port will be to take advantage of the growing congestion in the Alaskan ports, giving guests a more relaxed port experience than they would get further north. Prince Rupert will be the first North American port that Global Port Holdings runs. The company operates 26 cruise ports in 14 countries and is the biggest cruise port operator worldwide. Prince Rupert's position, north of Vancouver and only a few miles from Ketchikan, ensures it is perfectly positioned to take advantage of the spillover of the Alaska cruise season. It also allows cruise operators to make a vital call outside the United States without needing to sail to Canadian ports much further to the south. So again, the way my brain thinks, folks, and I, I have no problem at all with Prince Rupert expanding. I've never been to Prince Rupert. I have no idea what the port's like. But I can certainly see a need, especially if it's a need that's still close to Alaska, if it's that close to Ketchikan, then how about cruises that come out of Anchorage? Maybe you could do now around tripper from Anchorage instead of having to send Anchorage to Vancouver and do the reverse send Vancouver ships to Anchorage, so that you still, you know, meet the regulations of that 1835 stupid law that they still won't take off the books, which to me is again. The idiots in Washington, both sides, I'm not making a political statement, folks. I'm talking collectively, Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, I'm lumping them into a hole. The idiots in Washington that still think you have to have this 1835 act on the line because nobody can get together to figure out that we'd be better off without the stupid law now. Anyway, it's way outdated. Again that's my feelings folks but anyway I see uh, I see Anchorage doing round trippers that come back to Anchorage that maybe go considerably come down and go to Prince Rupert which is closer much closer and then circle back to the north we could be opening up a whole new section of Alaska for the main, Alaska cruise folks that have always been pretty much stuck to Juneau, Ketchikan, and Skagway. Yeah, and may be one other port in there. I mean, there are a few places along that part of the world, smaller ports that are now starting to expand. Uh, but still, you know, let's face it, 90% 5% of the cruises to Alaska go to Juneau, Ketchikan, and Skagway. Uh, those are the, the three mains. So I see that as being a really good thing. The other thing, and I, I mean, I think it's wonderful for the, the city of forefathers and forebears and foremothers or whatever the hell they are, uh, that are saying, well, we don't want to grow as big as a uh, 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 catch can that gets a million cruise passengers a year. You get some local vendors and some local business people that start getting that the money that comes from that, and you might get a different tune from the town folk. Just saying i mean look what in maine after all the years of success in maine they just ripped the heart out of the cruise industry in one of the main cruise ports i don't see that happening in alaska i see it possibly going the other way that's my thought on that one so oh do that that's going to the wrong thing okay (laughs) yeah i know I'm making a mess of things technically. Ah, that's nothing unusual. All right, the last news story of the day. The port of Cadiz in Spain today welcomed the MSC Seascape for the ship's maiden call before she set sail across the Atlantic for her official naming ceremony on December 7th in New York. The maritime tradition of a crest exchange took place on board MSC's newest ship between the master of the vessel, Captain Francais. I, I practiced this all morning, so uh, uh, Dennis would be proud of me. Let me go back and try to do that again. The captain of the vessel, Captain Francesco D. Uh, Francesco. Yes. Francesco, Francesco. There we go. Francesco di Palma. Palma. Francesco, Francesco di Palma. There we go. I'm trying to get the uh, right pronunciation of the man's name. Sorry about. It going back over it here. I thought I had it down this morning. Well, that's a couple hours ago and I, yeah, okay. Anyway, that guy and officials from the Spanish Port Authority in Cadiz. Uh, so they did that business. And then the ship takes off. That's the first actual port of call for the seascape. And then she takes off on a 17-night uh grand voyage to from Europe to the US has about 3,255 guests on board, according to a company statement. And of course, she's going to go do this uh, little naming thing in New York. And then she's coming down to Florida to pick up the fat travel guy. I will be getting on her on December 11th on the back end of my back, uh, my side to side cruises that I'm doing from Florida I leave here on December the 1st. And by the way, that's another one. I'll I'll point this out. Now there will be no show at all on December 1st because at eight o'clock that morning, I'm in the dentist chair and I will get out of the chair and get in the car and start driving. Well, that's going to put me about four hours behind my normal schedule for the day. And I've got to get to uh, Orangeburg, South Carolina that night to break up this trip properly for getting to Fort Lauderdale the following day. So I, I don't have the time to stop along the way and get set up in a, in a McDonald's and do the show. So that day, there'll be no show. But... That's not the course. The main news is Monday. Just keep in mind, Monday morning, the show will be live at 10 a.m. rather than 11 a.m. All right. In the chat room today, we've got uh, Kenneth. Kenneth's up there in snowy, cold Pennsylvania. it's with us. Hot airs with us sounds to me like Twitter was going bankrupt and had very poor work ethic. It will improve. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I, the reason I talk specifically to my Twitter folks is we don't want to lose them. So, the easiest way, hop over and, and subscribe to the channel. That'll help the channel out, number one. And number two, then if something does happen with Twitter, you know, they're covered. They just switch over to YouTube to find me instead of catching the show on Twitter. I was relatively surprised to find out how many people actually watched the show on Twitter. It was uh, eye-opening to me. Uh, Nikki's with us. up am Jacksonville. There's Katie. Hi, Katie. I tell you what, you and Angela have been doing it doing it right on this cruise. You, I know you guys always do them upright, but, boy, this just seems like this is spectacular to me. Mike's with us. Hi, Mike. Hot air says, interesting dress, Angela. I know that she's every night. That, that's three times on this cruise that I've seen her dressed up in a completely different outfit. So, I mean, you know how those women are. I mean, I'm sure she's got shoes that match the dress and the purse that does the this. And, the, I'm, you know, <laughs> give me my sport coat and a shirt. I'll wear Bermuda shorts underneath. I don't care. I don't have to match anywhere. But that's me. Hot Air says, my turkey was coconut shrimp, sadly. Well, actually, if there were good coconut shrimp, I wouldn't be so worried about that hot air. Some of you know that um, we went to a chain buffet yesterday. How the mighty have fallen from a household that did major Thanksgiving meals every year for the entire clan and then for 10 years or so that I was up in Harrisonburg every Thanksgiving and Peggy and I cooked for 40 that's a 4-0 40 people which we started on Monday cooking for 40 I mean, you know it was two 25-pound turkeys and a ham and oysters. And I, did, I used to do uh, stuffing, and this was just doing stuffing the old-fashioned way. I mean, starting from, you know, cubed-up bread. I used to mix my stuffing in a five-gallon bucket and fill up the five-gallon bucket. And then, of course, you had to portion it out to cook it, you know, because you got to cook. Yeah, we did for 40. And then then when I came back home again, you know, my mother had already gone. And so we didn't do that at home. So we did, for the first couple years I was back, we did uh, dinners here. And then uh, my sister and brother-in-law started going to uh, Morgantown to some relatives of his every year. So they were gone. So that just left me and Amanda. So we would go out, you know, and do, uh, you know, various restaurants that were open. And usually some of Amanda's friends would join us. And then a couple of the years, Amanda was gone and I was running her pet sitting business while she was gone. So I was running around all day, Thanksgiving day, taking care of you know, my 19 houses of pets, the biggest year. Um, so yeah, we've done Cracker Barrel, and then, and then uh, uh, there's a, another local buffet that I've been to a couple times that I thought was really good. Well, this year we, f- we thought at first that Jean and Jean would be gone. Well, actually my brother-in-law was gone, but my sister stayed here so there was Amanda and uh, my sister and me and a friend of Amanda. So there was four of us and we went to Golden Corral uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. I will make no comment about that. Uh, Nikki says, what an early riser. What's on your jet Yeah, Wait a minute. That's right, hot air time, it's, what is it, like four o'clock in the morning in Hawaii? Uh, It's 11 o'clock here, I think it's six hours, six hour difference, no, four, five, six, eight hour difference, I don't remember. It's the middle of the night, and hot air says, we're going to the Polynesia Culture Center to pick up at 10 a.m., won't get back until 10 p.m. Hot air time, when you first get to Hawaii, you're supposed to take a day to rest, to get your time acclimated to Hawaii time. You don't start going right after you get off the damn airplane. I got to get hotter, Tom. Hell about something. And Robert's with us. My favorite airport anywhere, Denver. Um, I've, I flew in, in and out of Denver one time and it was at night and I never got to see, I mean, you, can't see that much flying in and out at night, not just gorgeous mountains and stuff that you take off. I mean, I would love to fly out of Denver in daylight. So I did appreciate watching the takeoff, even though it seemed like it took forever to get that plane off the ground. And Nikki wants to know, Katie, when you are back home, Robert says, just so happens to be my hometown. Oh, really? I didn't know that. But that doesn't play a part, in my opinion. I I, I appreciate that. I mean, I love that. That's I enjoyed the hot air. Tom taking off from Denver. I thought that was that was terrifically well worth watching. Actually, it was a seven 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 fully loaded. Okay, I can believe that. And he did have trouble with internet and uh, then the. The power strip for his seat didn't work. So there were problems. But anyway, Katie says she gets home tomorrow. Sea day today back in Tampa tomorrow. Any good ads for Norwegian Cruise Line for Black Friday? Everybody's running some kind of Black Friday thing, and I just don't even look at them. Number one, I don't want to waste, not waste, but spend my money when I've got two big cruises coming up in case I need some extra money while I'm on those cruises. So, yeah, I don't even look at it. Mike says, I've deleted Cruise Amigos on 1st of December as well. Well, oh. That's right. I won't be uh, I won't be doing a show on December first for Cruz Amigos either. I'll have to tell the guys that they, if they want to do a show, then they can have at it. But I'm not going to be there. Hmm. Thank you, Mike. I hadn't thought about that one, so I'll have to I'll have to talk to the guys because that's definitely I'm going to be running behind schedule. It sure can't do two shows. Uh, All right, Mike, you're you're correct. And I had not thought about that. You know, I have a tendency to try to forget about Cruz Amigos anymore. But all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. A lot of you guys are probably going to go out shopping. Not me. You couldn't pay me enough to go get in those idiots' stores today. If I can't buy it online, I ain't buying it. So that's just me and the way I am. Ba humbug. Can I start doing the ba humbug thing yet? No, I'm not going to ba humbug because I'm going on two cruises. So I don't have to ba humbug until I get home on the 21st, 20th. Whatever day I get, I'm getting home. So that's going to wrap me up for today, guys. Thanks for being with me. Again, Monday, live show at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. By 11 o'clock, when you normally see this show, it will be up for replay. All right, that's Monday. And again, all you guys over on Twitter, you know, if you're still on board, hop over to Chili's, C H I L L I E apostrophe S, cruises, search that on Face on uh, YouTube, and you can subscribe. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. As always, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. Some of you might be booking cruises today. That's okay. And hopefully, one day soon, we'll all get together on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. Stay warm, everybody. Have a terrific weekend. I'll see you Monday at 10 a.m. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chat's,